Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Greetings from Austin, Texas, Doug Mellard. Well, hello, Doug Benson. Also from Austin, Texas. Yeah, we're both in Austin, Texas, but we're still on the phone. <laughs> uh, our guest is also in Austin, Texas, and his name is Jason Dick. I'm not kidding <laughs> you. I mean, you can back me up on this, Doug. You've known him for a long time. And that, that is, is Dick. That is his last name, Dick. And um, like I said, we've been longtime friends. The, both of the Dugs know Jason from his radio show that he used to do with Debo Keith. Uh, I've appeared on that many times. And then I also did some shows with him solo after Deb was gone. But now he and Deb, he's gone from the radio station. So he and Deb are going to, you know, uh, team up. Have- teamed up again i guess and yeah. are doing stuff together in the world of uh, podcasts we'll talk to him about that and um we got to talk to him about uh you know <laughs> about being a dick <laughs> yeah that's a about time. really really interesting last name when it comes to nominative determinism um and uh, he <laughs> He's a very nice guy, you know what I mean? So his name didn't necessarily dictate uh, <laughs> how he would end up, you know. <laughs> We're recording this on Thursday, March 16, 2023, but it's our uh, basically our St. Paddy's Day episode because it's St. Patrick's Eve as we record it, and it'll be Ooh. released just in time for your listening pleasure while you get drunk. Uh, on, on which Saint we've Patrick's done Day. many a time with Jason Dick. <laughs> yeah, Jason and Deb. I used to get up and they had a morning show, and they would do "Let's Get Drunk" at a pub on uh, the morning of St. Patrick's Day, and I've participated in that uh, a bunch of times. Are you <laughs> wearing uh, green right now, Doug? Yes, the tiny hint of green. Oh my Barely. god, you just avoided such a pinch. <laughs> I always hated that that you know that pressure to wear green on St. Patrick's Day and if you if you did for some reason forget that people would literally pinch you. And pinching is rarely, you know, pinching of baby cheeks is one thing, but all other forms of pinching is is a physical violation and hurts. Yeah. It's. Uh, it was always terrifying as a child, it was yeah. Because it's so much more magnified. Uh, yeah, you don't want to. You know that's why they call getting uh, caught and thrown in jail as being pinched because it's just not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's why they call it that, but we <laughs> have to go to work. Hello, Jason Dick. What is up, Douglas? How are you, my friend? I am good, thank you. Uh, I've got the other Doug here as well. Hello, yeah, other Doug. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> King of time. Hanging in there. 
South and, uh, by Southwest lag. Yeah, I guess you've been uh, tearing it up a little bit uh, at South by the annual. It's not as massive as it used to be. Event that uh, occurs in uh, Austin, Texas, in a uh, always a terrific weather week in March because uh, it'll be uh, like today. It's going to be eighty something, and tomorrow it'll be uh, fifty three degrees. Will be the high. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But um, uh, we've known you, Jason. Both of us, Dougs, for a long time. For uh, you know, appearing on radio with you and Deb, and uh, and then um, now, now the two of you are podcasting, and I'd like to you know welcome you to the Dirty Club. Oh, thank you. It's it's hard to leave the uh, future of media uh, radio for the podcast business, but uh, no, it's awesome to be here. <laughs> um and it was it was a uh we talked to deb on this show a a while back if anybody wants to you know trip double back and uh you know make it a companion to this episode uh i'm sure your ears were burning because we probably talked about you quite a bit how was she she's a she's a real handful sometimes yes she is but uh uh, you know, it's interesting to me that how your friendship and now, uh, you know, uh, partnership uh, continues, uh, despite the fact that you went through that situation where she got released from the show. Uh, you know, her contract didn't get picked up, but they kept you. And uh, and then you were there without her for a while. And now you're you got the boot and yeah. uh, the, the Texas boot and uh so she's, uh, you know, it just worked out perfectly that the two of you could could work together to uh, again in the world of uh, podcasting. And um, what's the what's your show called? Uh, this is not good radio with Jason and Deb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it uh, it originates. It's actually the Always Sunny episode where D- uh, Dennis and Dee decide they're going to record a podcast. Basically, they're sitting around listening to the radio and talking about how easy it must be to do radio. And so they start a podcast and then it's terrible. And Dennis shouts at one point, this is not good radio. And so we use that as a uh, as a drop. That's a radio word for you kids. A drop. Uh, yeah. for years. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, we sort of just thought that was a funny name for a podcast. Uh, and so that that's what it's going to be. Right. It also just sounded like you were but you were telling us that the show we're doing right now is bad. Because you just the sentence started out. This is not good. Yeah, yeah. It's also. I didn't know you were anybody. saying the title of your show. It's you know, it, 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 I like to set expectations for people when they come in there, uh, and so yeah, if you if you come in with a this is not good uh, level of expectations, you can only be impressed. Right. Let's think about this for a second. <laughs> this is not good. T I N G R. What this is not good is uh, ting. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds <laughs> T-I-N-G-R. Like it sounds like an app where you you know you gotta take like all the vowels out of your app or your, your tech yeah. company. So it could be like we maybe we should could, should we pivot immediately to being some sort of an app? What would the Tinger app be? Uh Tinger this- to me <laughs> sounds like uh uh, people that are really into hands, like Tinder for hand models. <laughs> um, but also, uh, the this pot, this new podcast of yours, is that what we're doing tomorrow on St. Patrick's Day? Uh, yeah, to be yes, we are uh, recording a podcast that will be on the This Is Not Good Radio feed. Uh, also, I should I should point out, I'm not even sure what how much I should speak on it. We might wind up back on the radio somewhere. So it might. Just, <laughs> uh, it, it, the uh, show, This Is Not Good Radio, might be coming to a radio near you soon. Uh, but yeah, we are, we are at the very least going to be in the podcast world. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's terrific that, uh, you know, it's, uh, you already have a potential opportunity there. And uh, it's also typical that, uh, you know, it should we shouldn't be speaking about it uh, just in case. Uh, you know, nobody likes disappointing things. 
or mysteries that go on for too long, you know? Like, John Wick 4 has been <laughs> supposedly done and ready to come out for, like, three years. What? And, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And we finally saw it, Doug and I, separately. I didn't even know he was there at the uh, massive Paramount Theater uh, as part of South By. And uh, when we first got on the call today, Doug was like, you know, what do you think of John Wick 4? And and uh, I was like, let's save it for the show because I could. I have a lot to say about it, but nobody's seen it yet, so right. you weren't you there. But you, were you there, Jason, by any chance? I, I was not there, <laughs> and in fact, let me tell you something that is borderline offensive, but certainly not good for this podcast. I have not seen any of the John Wicks. Whoa! I know I'm the worst person ever. You would love well. It. I mean, I'm not going to sit here. And, uh, we can't really talk about any kind of details about the fourth one. I just want. I just could go on forever about uh, how much I enjoyed it. How I don't know how it's become a thing, but now uh, action movies that are way too long is like a uh, like a genre now. It's a subgenre. And uh, but you know, between RRR and uh, this movie, I'm kind of like uh, open to more ridiculously long action movies sure because it's just interesting watching them keep the action exciting for so long you know i know yeah. that fast and furious movies have been creeping into the two and a half hour range i mean everything's just getting longer for whatever reason it maybe it's they're competing a little bit with streaming you know like streaming gets like eight hours like uh, you know an eight episode season to tell a story and uh you know, movies have to get it done in one sitting. So maybe they're just overstuffing them as a reaction to how much content you get with, a, a, you know, TV shows. It seems like it should be the opposite because of everybody's attention span. Uh, like, I don't I don't TikTok. Do you guys TikTok? Uh, but I, I, watch, <laughs> I, I watch my I watch my girl scroll through them and she'll just watch seven seconds and then be like bored, skip. Seven seconds bored, <laughs> skip, and, and move on to the next one. Uh, but yeah, the movies, it's like if the movie is not two hours and 15 minutes, they're like, what? We don't even have a movie here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think part of it might be a reaction to that people only go to the movies now if it's an event, if it feels like an event. So they want big movies and lo longer movies. Oh, Babylon was another one that was super long and I didn't mind it at all. I thought the movie yeah. was super fun. So, I haven't seen Avatar yet, but I, I hear it's uh, quite long as well. Um, so I don't know how into that I would be. Because people keep saying about that movie, oh, the last hour is great. And I'm just like, I don't want 90 minutes of not great for just for an hour of great, I don't, I don't think. But you never know. Sometimes a slow burn isn't isn't necessarily yeah. I could do bad, eight but... hours of John Wick. John Wick, that fucking movie, not only did it not slow down, but it had scenes that, like, it it was making me laugh how long the fight was going on for, <laughs> or how yeah. how much mayhem was being caused for, you know, it's kind of similar to, it was making me giggle the way I laughed all through the 16-minute uh, vomiting sequence in Triangle of Sadness, um, because it's just right. after a while, you're just like, is this really still happening? <laughs> uh, you know it just becomes funny that it's still going you know and uh yeah, it's, it's it, it how creative they get with like very violent deaths it feels weird to be giggling at someone's horrible death in the film oh, but you do and the you know the crowds at this kind of festival that are like you know it was le you know it was leaked that it was going to be john wick four so everyone was really pumped for john wick four so the crowd was just screaming and cheering for like you know not every kill but every time john wick did something cool or there was a cool set piece people would applaud at the end of it which is always uh super fun but the creepiest thing that happens in the movie is a character that is you know purely lined up to that the person is a villain killing someone we do not want to see killed and but the kill is so cool the audience cheered anyway <laughs> so it, they did not it was not advertised as john wick four is that right everybody just lined up and, and piled no in no they it got out like and it were or like people in line were at the very least going i hope it's john wick four i hope it's john wick four and we would like turn to them and go it's john wick four you know pretty yeah. confidently because it <laughs> just it's just one of those things 
what a troll it would have been if they just get everybody in there and then just start steel magnolias and, and just say, okay. or, <laughs> or, you know, I, but that's the thing at this festival, uh, I've been through it before where it's been like a secret screening and just cause it's a secret doesn't mean it's uh, going to be a happy one, you know, or cause there's so many genres that they cover at the festival that, uh, you know, I've been, I've definitely been burned a, a few times and, uh, so just to uh, anybody that's listening that's um, attending South by West or has the ability to, this Saturday night they have, uh, you know, secret screening, uh, closing night movie, and uh, I know pretty much for sure what it is. And it is it is a movie I'm going to skip. Yeah. I, I'll see it eventually. I, I'll see it eventually, but. Yeah, that's the best you can uh, you can tell us. You can't you can't tell us what it is. Oh no, I'm going to tell you what it is. But I thought one of you had something to add before I did. <laughs> uh, it's called I, Air. I feel like I deduced this the other day. See, there you oh, go. Air. Oh Air. yeah, the yeah. What did you Jordan deduce? Thing. What What did you think wrong? I uh, <laughs> I I honestly can't remember because <laughs> South by feels like a million years long. But it was like. It, it you know it, you know it's going to be a big blockbuster. We thought it was that or like Super Mario or one other thing, and I don't remember what we landed on, but I think yeah. it was Air. I think somebody knew. Yeah, it's uh, Air. It's it's the Nike movie, and you're going to skip it, Doug. I'll see it eventually, but I'm not. I'm not. I haven't been sitting around, you know, waiting for a Ben Affleck Matt Damon reunion that hasn't been a on my uh, bucket list, and um. Uh, I also don't really find much suspense in whether or not Michael Jordan's going to sign on to uh, do a shoot. <laughs> I pretty much know the outcome. <laughs> Spoken like a man who never threw a temper tantrum at a J.C. Penny to make his mom buy him Air Jordans is what I would say. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the man I am. I, that's what it says in my bio. Uh, I never did that. I've never, I, I don't know. I might have wanted tennis shoes that weren't ugly but i i never was a uh a brand uh kid when it comes to sneakers um, i i definitely did that and like to this day i still feel really bad about it uh it was it was 1992 i was 11 years old my family had no money and yeah, I like threw it through a fit to talking about how I had to have Air Jordans. What's in 1992 were $140. Like how much Ooh. is that in today money? That's like a Bitcoin. That's an entire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I have no idea how long it took my mom to earn $140, but I was not leaving that JCPenney that day until she, uh, until she conceded, which she did. Which she did. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> so you're excited for this movie then? Uh, yeah, I'm excited that I didn't know that that's what was happening. Maybe I will be there Saturday night. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I might do it like they set it up in front of the Paramount Theater that like, you know, they have to kind of keep the sidewalk open, even though they do like their yellow carpet thing out in front uh, with all the photographers and interviewers and stuff. So like, but you can still cruise by it. And if you just time it right, like, even if you're not seeing that movie, you can still walk by and, you know, probably see Ben and Matt doing interviews and, and you know, steal pictures of them as you walk by. That's a little, oh. that's a little, don't have a badge for South by, but want to see these idiots tip. Yeah, there's plenty of, like, yeah, like autograph speakers out there early, early. Right, but they are just and standing there with their poster and it's up to the individual whether or not they're going to go over and sign shit and then they get yelled at sure. by the, their handlers tell them, come on, we got to go because, you know, they got to do interviews on the carpet. And they want them to talk for as long as they're willing to, to get as much publicity for the movie as they can get. Yeah. That was the cool thing oh, about John Wick is I thought Keanu might not even be there because they, they just said, fuck the, the, you know, carpet out front. So they took the whole thing down. And it just, you know, it just said secret screening on the marquee and didn't, you know, there's no, uh, no hullabaloo out in front of the theaters. Then when Keanu came out, it was pretty exciting. It was pretty he's crazy. Just, a he's just such a, just such a nonstop, like, you know, uh, I would think he was like a Christian or something if he wasn't such, so into uh, Buddhism. 
you yeah. know, just his, just he's just such a sweet, sweet man. But also, yeah, because he had to handle but, some pretty horrible and cringy oh. questions. <laughs> so, quest, that's what the problem is that these Q and A's that they do at screenings at festivals is that that people get up there and they just want to have a conversation with Keanu Reeves. They don't want to really ask a question and, that they're right <laughs> and and or make it about themselves like. Hi, right. I'm an tell them about and then they go into what their TikTok is or whatever, thinking, "Oh, yeah. Keanu's gonna love this and put me in his next movie." Like, shut the fuck up, just ask a cool question, you know? Yeah, there, there was a woman. There was, I'll sometimes there's a woman in front of us. Because, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It drives me nuts sometimes. I guess was it last year? Yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was a woman right in front of us just screaming, "Put a baby in me!" Like I'm not kidding. And then there was. Yeah, I'm sure you heard it. Like she was up in the rafters, and then there was a woman that asked, like, just went on and on about basically, like, I mean, it was bordering on, "Hey, can I wear your skin?" Like, it, I felt like it was going to get there, and he was so sweet about it. Of course, like it was, it was interesting to watch him duck a little. Uh, yeah, but like polite. you know, people were like uh, saying shit like you know I have tattoos, I have uh, you know, uh, you know I I would have killed myself if it wasn't for you, you know, like <laughs> just people yeah. just really laying it out there, and you know we we have the same birthday, so it's we were we were destined to meet each other, and like just all this <laughs> creepy stalker shit that they get to say into a microphone in front of a thousand people in a theater in Austin. <laughs> why why do we uh, do that? Why do we do the we we are at this festival with some of the greatest creators, most intelligent minds around. Let's turn to the absolute amateurs to let them interview the huge star. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's nice to get, I guess the idea is to give the fans a chance to participate, but the, but the trouble is giving people just an open forum to spill their, I mean, yeah. sometimes it's amusing, but by the end of it, I'm always over it because it's just too much because person after person will get up there and do the same thing where they start with their life story and yeah. they'll even get the idea for the person ahead of them. Oh, oh, we're supposed to say our name, where are from, what our goals and dreams are before we ask the question. <laughs> I'm allergic to you peanuts. Know, and what? <laughs> uh, yeah. And the moderator has to fucking jump in there and just be like, you know, just ask a question. We had such shitty seats that we were just yelling, ask a question during the Q&A. <laughs> they couldn't hear us anyway, but we we're just sitting up there yelling it because it's so frustrating when. And uh, people just really get the mic and and just roll with it, and uh, you know like that'd be the that'd be the most interesting part about the seeing Ben Affleck and, and Matt Damon take questions on Saturday is that people will act. they they go there they ask the stupidest things like they one woman the other night Doug do you remember she said to the director of John Wick four he's made all four movies and done lots of other stuff he's a <laughs> I know legendary stuntman actor she goes. Uh, your direction is a lot better now," she said about <laughs> about the fourth one. And he took it like a compliment. He treated it treated her really nice. But man, but the, the crowd like, was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, the crowd all in collectively went, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> uh, and and she started out like she was gonna maybe ask something important and knowledgeable, but like. Uh, it was like, oh, this might actually be a good question, and then that came out of her mouth, and it was like, oh God, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and the, she immediately and the recappers, <laughs> the recappers, the people that get up there and go, you, I'd like to thank you for making an amazing movie that has action and has interesting female. Shut the fuck up and ask your question. It's <laughs> crazy, um, yeah. but. You know, but I, I think with Ben Affleck, it'd be extra fun just because, you know, somebody's going to, you know, they probably won't even do questions. Like we saw Tetris last night and the filmmakers and the real life uh, people that the movie, the story was about, uh, they all came out afterwards. And they, the woman that runs the festival, she just asked the questions. They didn't even fuck with the audience thing. And it was, Perfect. you know, way better. Um, yeah. So at least uh, five or six or seven times over the last decade or so, I've been celebrating St. Patrick's Day with you, Jason and Deb. And now we're finally going to do it again. 
uh, tomorrow at what is the name of this place tomorrow, Jason? It's called Perdinalis Station. (laughs) Now I don't even know how to say it. See, I knew you wouldn't even be able to. Perdinalis Station. Perdinalis Station. It's in Perdinalis. It's a little little event space production studio thing. Oh, wow. We have organized, uh, because at first it was going to be a BYOB, and I was like, that could be a disaster. And it's still, <laughs> you, you may still BYOB, but we, we do have some beverage sponsors bringing something in, though. So, so, yeah, we will celebrate. Oh, I see. Okay. And it's at noon? It's and, at noon, uh, which is a, is a uh, hopefully a delightful change for the years that, I, I guess you we would get there at 6 o'clock in the morning, but you, you would still roll in at 7.30 or so in the morning, right, Doug? Yeah, I'd still get up early enough to like this time of year in Austin. And it's so funny that it's dark until like a quarter to eight. So like I would really be walking over there in the dark. Uh, But it was always (laughs) so much fun to just do like, you know, three hours of radio where everybody's there just like going too hard on St. Patrick's Day because it's uh, way (laughs) too early to be drinking. And but people are out there doing it like, well, because that particular that pub, we did it a bunch of times. Uh, Fado, they uh, would have like a, there was such a popular spot on St. Patrick's Day that they'd have, they charge admission to people starting at like 10 a.m. and going all day and night for people to just come in there and hang and, and drink. And uh, and so people would come to the radio show to get in uh, before the cover charge started. It was a real, I don't, I don't know if it was encouraging or totally disheartening, but I remember when we first started it, I was like, who is going to come to this bar at, <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning to drink? And yeah, by seven 30, the place is packed. It's like one in one out and people, yeah, by, by the time we would finish, we would wrap the show up at 10 o'clock. Lots of people totally hammered. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a party that's already begun and the, and the day hardly has. So it's, it's really, uh, it's really a fun fun annual event so i'm glad we're going to do a, a version of it are you going to come by uh the pedoralis station uh doug i hope i can i've done it <laughs> i've come by a couple times and it's kind of dangerous especially with south by still going on it's like man getting starting that early when you got 15 hours ahead of you Whew. It was rough. Well, it sounds like I did my first. I think I did my first and only. What's it called? Irish car bomb with you guys (laughs) at like seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, Yeah. you don't. I think I might have vomited that year. (laughs) You don't have to go that hard tomorrow. You and it'll be noon. Well, yeah, Uh, we're we're, again we're starting at a leisurely noon, so maybe you can you can get in there. Uh, I had to make a rule. Like I was not drinking until 9 a.m. and no car bombs until after the show was done because, yeah, I, I had the potential to get really messy <laughs> as well. So that, those were my rules. Yeah, yeah it's just start. Like it's it. just the starter drinks for the day. It's not it's not get hammered before the show's. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do about two hours, you think, from noon to two. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll start at noonish and be done by before two ish. That's the kind of structure that I'm capable of. I love it. Have you gotten into anything? I, I know I always run into you with different things in South by every year. Have you gotten into anything this year? I have done basically nothing as uh, no longer being employed by the radio station. My my access was severely limited. I suppose I could have tried harder to uh, to I, I know people and I'm sure they, they would have hooked it up. Uh, but I, yeah, I was using it as an opportunity to, to be a normal Austinite who's just mad that all these people are here. Well, first <laughs> of all, it's not, you know, it's not a crowded, you know, it's not the numbers that they used to run, you know, like they've, I think they've made kind of a point of, I mean, between the fact that less people want to come to something like this, but also, uh, just, you know, general overall, safety and comfort i think because i think that the festival was was definitely getting too big there before the uh, pandemic and uh so now it's certainly scaled back a lot so i think you'd be surprised if you came downtown uh how how much you know there's just a lot less activity people um but still super fun things going on like last night i didn't 
I didn't get to be a part of it and I'm sad, but I've uh, heard all about it. And uh, they did a screening of evil dead rise last night at the paramount and Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, I think were on stage because they're, you know, like producers on this kind of, as this evil dead series moves on, like, but without, you know, Bruce Campbell isn't in it. I don't think, but, Anyway, and they're really the last Evil Dead is really grisly and not in a, in a wacky way like the Sam Raimi Evil Dead. So um, anyway, they showed that movie. Some guy sitting in one of those boxes on this on this you know on the second floor on the sides uh, falls asleep midway through the movie and wakes up during the Q and A, and this is all in video you know videos on you know, that people have posted on the internet. Um, oh, and, but he wakes up during the Q&A because the security person, you know, because once the lights are up and the Q&A is going on, more people are looking at this guy like, is he okay? Why the fuck is he just sleeping like that? And so the, the security guy comes over and taps him. Security person, I can't say if I know for sure, but uh, <laughs> taps him. And he does that that angry, drunken, waking up, not knowing where you are, defensive, what the just like all of it just starts screaming <laughs> starts screaming this movie fucking sucks and they're already into the q a <laughs> what the fuck and yeah and then just starts yelling a bunch of stupid shit and like but got up you know people are like get out of here and so he like you know the audience is like cheering against him so he like got up and was staggering out of there but he was still yelling stuff and finally I guess Bruce Campbell said, just what the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here. And the place just went insane for uh, <laughs> for Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So only hoping, South by. It's like, I was hoping South you hadn't heard about little... that, Doug, because yeah, that was me. I was that drawn was out of Fairmount. For, uh... I thought, see, when I asked you if you did go into anything at South by, I yeah, I was trying to play it cool, like I wasn't adding it, but yeah, I slept through and then cursed at Bruce Campbell and then and said and then got thrown out. That was me. I think that the guy, I think that that guy, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> is uh, um, people are gonna give him a hard time, like, there's you know. People are going to recognize him from the videos and stuff. And, right. uh, he was in uh, one of the the fancy sweet boxes because not, yeah. not just anybody can walk in there, right? I think they can. I think you can run up there and sit in those. I think the, oh. the I don't think they're reserved for anybody because they're shitty seats because you have like obstructed view of the screen when you sit in those things. Yeah. And so I don't blame them for falling asleep, really. But uh, but just hilarious that uh, during a loud horror movie where the audience is going ape shit, he's uh, just catching some z's but that's the thing about south by and austin texas is that people will show up to things already fucked up you know already drunk and uh yeah i think i've done it myself but i i think i just sort of sleep and then when i wake up i don't start screaming this movie fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> God. all right well <laughs> I just, I so wish that I was there. We almost went to see that, but they had a uh, Tetris at a really good after party. So uh, we went to that because I like any after party. We already knew it was going to be pretty good because it's at Bowling Bowl, which is like a, uh, you know, they have the little weird bowling and then arcade games and stuff. So uh, we knew that they would probably hook us up with being able to play games. And now my arm is sore from too much Papa Shot. <laughs> quite an athlete doug benson uh, the, uh that's why my arm is sore i'm not quite an athlete or you know just moving it in a different way suddenly <laughs> up many times quickly over and over again like it was fun my girlfriend jumped on there's the first first time she goes she gets 66 points and then i the first time i go i got 11 <laughs> and it took me it took me like 10 or 15 more tries uh, to get up to my high ended up being like 57. I, I couldn't ever reach the heights of my uh, girlfriend's score. So that's uh, very proud of her. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to break down your name one part at a time, Jason. But first, we've got to uh, take a break. We'll be right back. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back. And before we break down your name one part at a time, Jason Dick, a uh, question we ask all of our guests. What's your tattoo situation? How many tats do you have? I have, uh, I, I suppose, t- two and a half, two and a, a quarter, let's, you know, two and three eighths, uh, because I, uh, I had three tattoos and then what a, what a dirty, shameless radio person, uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> a tattoo removal company wanted to advertise and they they said, "Hey, w- w- would you get a tattoo removed and then talk about it on the radio?" And I was like, "Can I just talk about it? I don't need to." And they're like, "We want you to go through the uh, the experience so that you can tell people." And I will tell you, the experience was fucking awful. I would have talked much better about it if I hadn't, because <laughs> it's way I, I don't know. Maybe tattoo removal has gotten better in the last decade, but it was way more painful taking it off than putting it Ooh. on. And yeah, because they zap you with this laser and it, you have to sit for it like six times for them to get it fully off. Uh, oh my and God. I, I, you know, I, I had a tattoo that I just didn't care about, one that I got when I was 18 years old. And I was like, I will let you have it for this many thousands of dollars. And they paid it. But I only <laughs> I only went to four of the sessions. So it's still you can kind of still see it a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, I got I've got. Good news, bad news for you. Um, you know, it's good news for everybody else, but bad news for you that the tattoo removal process can be, it's still painful, but it's, they've gotten it much less painful than, than when you did it. Um, my girlfriend went to a lady in Denver whose company name, maybe I'll, I'll put a, you know, I'll put in a tweet or something on the wide world of Doug's. Uh, account on twitter but um i can't think of it right now but anyway um my girlfriend had a tattoo that she wanted removed and uh they said it could be up to six to eight uh times you have to come in and have the procedure like you're saying jason but um in her case after like four it was gone and it was um you know painful but not you know like she didn't like do, having it done and doesn't want to have to do it more, but also with more bearable than uh, the pain of actually getting a tattoo. Right. That's excellent news. Uh, none of my business question. What was she having removed? Why? Uh, it was like a, you know, a quote that she was tired of uh, having people ask, well, what's that? You know, what is that in reference to, or why did you choose that? You know, it was, just, it was a, it was a, uh, uh, a dude icebreaker tattoo that she got tired of <laughs> you know because every every guy would you know say start the conversation with that you know because it was on her it was on her upper back so if she was anywhere where her back was exposed then you know people would ask her about it and i forget what it was but it's shakespeare so it's already over mm. a lot of people's heads <laughs> it's a, it's an evil it's an evil dead sucks well <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is quite Shakespearean to yell that somebody. Because yeah. also he was in a seat in the theater that they call the Lincoln seat. So it's already that's already making the story oh, even funny, funnier that it's got a fucking Lincoln seat. <laughs> that's terrible about your husband, Mrs. Lincoln, but how did you enjoy the play? Um, Campbell sucks. Wait, so did you tell us what the third eighths of a tattoo was? Uh, well, it, it's just still there, uh, sort of. It, it's, it's, right. It's, it's faded, but it's kind of still there. Um, but yeah, I, have, I haven't I have gotten one. I guess I got my first one when I was 19 years old, and then another when I was 20, and one when I was like 22. So I haven't had one for like 20 years. Bro, uh, we have some drinks tomorrow. We get some tattoos. <laughs> Let's go and get a St. Patrick's Day clover tattooed. Some matching clovers. Yeah. I just, I love to tell all of our guests that uh, Doug does not know the number of tattoos he has. That's how many there I are. Should, I should count before the next podcast. 
Right, but it's probably hard to count if they're all over the place, right? Because you gotta. How do you know which one? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How do you go? What kind of logical order? Mellard, you've never had a tattoo removed because I know you've made some questionable decisions, right? Oh yeah, many. But I think that there's some stuff that I wish wasn't there, but I would just rather get a cover up at some point. Yeah, he does the cover up business, which is all the rage. The the cover up. There's a uh, even a whole show on Netflix hosted by Jesse May Peluso where it's uh, people coming with shitty tattoos and then these uh, it's like a competition that tattoo artists have to uh, try to try to do the best job they can covering up with something that that person wants, you know? So it's always like change this clown into a flower or whatever, (laughs) but, but into a flower. I'm not a miracle worker, sir. Yeah. And I don't know the, I don't know the name of the show, so I'll uh, I'll post that also because I, I enjoyed it. I thought Justin May was a good host, and that it's a, a fun premise to like that reveal when the person sees the cover up, you know, because they they uh you know don't let the person look the entire time it's being done, and they don't know exactly what it's being changed to. They just know that uh. there's uh, like a sister, brother, father. Some somebody close to the person getting the cover up is behind deciding what the new thing is going to be. That's the twist. Big dick and bone makeover, but for, for your body, do they? Yeah, they pull a big bus over in front of the your body part and then <laughs> reveal it like that. <laughs> they just blindfold the person, I think, during while they're getting their tattoo, and then they, uh, you know, if it's on their back, they you know provide a mirror or whatever, but. Uh, then there's a big reveal and they almost always i think we're happy with the the difference but also sometimes it you know take they take a pretty plain tattoo but to cover it up properly you have to go with a really you know like colorful complicated one or something what about the complication what if you want to do a cover-up on a cover-up like you're eventually uh, you're going to be without options. You just keep going yeah. larger and darker. It's going to be a mess. You're just going to be like a thick crust individual. You're just all of your skin is going to be thick with layers of tattoos. Maybe that's what happened with the guy Layered. who against the machine that just has black sleeve. <laughs> that is nasty. Um, what was the other thing I was going to? Oh, yeah. The name of that. Uh tattoo removal place uh it's in denver so you'd have to be in denver but like for us it worked out because just i travel to denver so often to do shows that reminds me i'm going to be there doing douglas movies on mother's day this year uh as i've done there for many years because it turns out that pot smoking joke loving podcast listeners in denver either don't have mothers or are fine with blowing them off on Mother's Day. And some people bring them. Some <laughs> yeah, people bring, bring their mothers, too. Bring them off. Yeah, some bring bring love. Because I do it early in the afternoon, you know, and that's that's the real, the real wheelhouse for Mother's Day. So, like, if you're doing something with your mom on Mother's Day, it's probably about five in the afternoon, you know. And uh, so I try to get them to bring them to the show, and then that probably leads to a lot of uh, bad feelings. Uh Growing up, Jason. How's the first name, Jason? What? How does that work out? Uh, yeah. Speaking of moms, you know, my mom has told me a, a million times that she thought that Jason was like the most unique original name uh, in 1981. That she, there were no other Jasons, and this was a totally cool name. And then I guess everybody's mom thought that because by the time I got to fourth grade, there was a Jason A and a Jason Z and a Jason F, and there were just a million Jasons. Uh, so I mean, it's fine, but there's always like another Jason in the room wherever you go. Constant uh, Jason uh, appearances in your life, like a like a nightmare. I, I mean, it like doesn't a dream. <laughs> it doesn't totally bother me. Do you think it's because was it because of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies? Because I don't I don't find a lot that are older than me. Like there's no sixty one year old Jason running around that I know of. Uh, but I yeah I don't know how it got super popular in the eighties. 
it's uh, just the name Jason for some reason. Uh, like, you know, there's also like so many movie and TV actors named Jason. Like, it's just an extremely popular name. Like my whole life, I've always felt like there's been tons of Jasons around. Like the, you know, the old actor Jason Robards. Uh, one best supporting actor at the Oscars two years in a row. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, but yeah, Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee's of the world. Yes, of course. But but <laughs> but, but but Friday the Thirteenth, Jason. Like, why would you name your child after that? Right. I, that doesn't make any sense. If that would spur the popularity, like this, uh, you know, mask wearing lunatic. I want my kid to be named that. Yeah, and it it and it, ha it doesn't seem like it's discouraged anybody from naming their kid Jason. I think it's still. I don't think it's like top five, but I bet you it's close. You know. Yeah. William, yeah. William, Michael, Andrew. It's right up in that in that bunch. You know, you can, so like you can't name your kid Karen anymore, or you're just cursing them. Uh, should I do something terrible to protect the uh, the scarcity of Jasons around the world? And nobody <laughs> else will, will name their kid Jason. I don't think that's a worthwhile cause for you yeah. to uh, throw yourself on the on the grenade. But uh, I had but so many terrible things planned to do anyway. I mean, I could just write it off as that. But that's such an interesting concept that like you have to be really out of it as a as a parent as a pair of parents to name your kid karen like it has to be like a family name and you're stuck with it or something because otherwise like it's just why would you do that that seems like the most right. crazy thing to do but i bet you people still are naming their kids karen in droves that's so crazy to me like it really is start is a, a bad start <laughs> It's just like how a lot of names have become like kind of uh, synonymous with old people. They've just become old people names. So you, you know, if, unless you're a hipster, you're generally not naming your baby, you know, like uh, Edna. <laughs> Gladys. <laughs> or, you know, just anything, Gladys. Anything that immediately sounds old, like people have really backed off of those. But uh, you'd think Karen would just get lumped in with that immediately. But I, I think they're still having Karens out there. The world needs Karens, Jason. Yeah, maybe there's a big <laughs> Karen comeback happening. You know, how can we? How do we like all the other women in the world if we don't have something to compare them to? Yeah, what about if, all the people? The, you know, just the forty-year-old Karens who had a totally acceptable name for thirty years, and now are like, "What the fuck? Why did you choose me?" Yeah, my friend Karen Anderson's probably not uh, too thrilled about it, but she's she's just so great and fun to be around that uh, you know I, I get she probably doesn't get much grief about it, but it's still uh, it, it is wild. It is wild that that name is. But that's sort of what we've been saying all along on this podcast is that the name Doug is definitely fallen into the realm of comedy punchline in movies and TV. Uh, to just say, uh, you know, oh, Doug's coming over, you know, <laughs> right. it, al it already <laughs> says a lot. But if somebody says Jason's coming over, somebody might make a Friday the 13th joke. But for the most part, people go, oh, Jason, that sounds, I'm glad he's coming over. You know, it's not like uh, Jason's not like a it's not like a silly or fun or, you know, what I mean, it's never a name that right. uh, character has it because they're a buffoon, you know. Oh no! What the, <laughs> what the fuck is Jason up to now? <laughs> and again, that's hold on—is it Jason C or Jason R? Which Jason? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Always with the initials. Like your life was like being on uh, Bachelor or Bachelorette, where they always use the last initial for people. That that's always weird to me when they cast sixteen women and they still have to have a Rachel P. Right? J. It's like, how about put one one season, one in the next? Like, why do you have to have two of them? <laughs> I have a hard enough time keeping everybody's <laughs> name straight as it is. I don't need this last initial nonsense. Um, so what's your middle name, Jason? Robert. Oh, okay. <laughs> Talk about common names. That's got to be like top five also. So, yeah, my my dad's name is Robert and my grandfather's name is Robert. Uh, and that that's a I don't know what that is, where you, you have to name your kid the same thing as you. If that's like a, a pride thing. 
But my dad, I guess, was only he was only half proud because, yeah, he, he'd stuck it in the middle. He said his, his middle name is going to be Robert. Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great system when you are stuck with a name. Like, I hope there's a lot of Karen's, middle, you know, uh, that people just at least put Karen in the middle when they name their kids Karen these days. <laughs> uh, just to try to give them try to give them a break but also it could be like you know five six years from now uh, somebody could say something like that's somebody's such a karen and then get a dirty look like we're not saying that anymore you know like maybe some amazing karen is going to come along and save the name you know like somebody really cool is going to be named karen i look forward to yeah, that yeah we'll see yeah <laughs> So your initials are JRD. That's not, that sounds pretty, that's respectable. That doesn't spell anything silly. Uh, no, no fun at all. No. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, like if you have the full monogram with the three letters on something, it just seems pretty classy. J JRD. Um, it's interesting to me that you have like Robert, you know, could is often shortened to Bob. And Dick is often um, lengthened, so to speak, to uh, Richard. Um, so, like, have you ever told anybody that your name is Jason Bob Richard? I have, I have not ever told anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, like, your undercover name, but not, not very uh, subtle. Um, <laughs> so what about nicknames? So like, you, you know, with the name Jason, does that uh, lend itself to do are people just happy saying Jason or do they have to cutesy it up somehow? I mean, they can't put a Y on it like they do a lot of names. It can't be like Jason E. Uh, but uh, what do people uh, how do people manipulate your name like both when you were younger and, and now? I guess uh, there are some people who will just call me Jay just shorten it to Jay and I, I've mm. never identified as that, but some people will, will shorten it to that. Um, I don't, I, I guess, you know, when, when I, the only nickname I had as a, as a kid, my grandma would call me big toe because I have big toes. And I guess, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never, asked, never asked about her process. Uh, <laughs> it might've been because you were dumb as a thumb, but <laughs> Go ahead and or a big toe, I guess that wouldn't yeah, be a, uh, a, bit you know, a wrong I, appendage. My first email address and I guess a, a username that I still use all the time is fat J thirty three P H A T J thirty three, which when I <laughs> when I signed up for AOL in nineteen ninety four. I had no idea that that would have any sort of marijuana connotations or anything like that. I just thought it was a cool thing for a chubby Jason to name himself. <laughs> uh, and, and so, and then, yeah, like it was just my name at every, for everything forever. Uh, and people thought that I was a big time stoner guy, which I was, I was not really. Uh, also that pH uh, <clears throat> spelling of fat has not hung, uh, has not stayed as cool as I was hoping. <laughs> no that didn't really hang in there or it, it you know cultural appropriation at, at the least and just overall lame at, at worst um <laughs> uh let's go ahead and get to the d last name dick so um i want to bl blow my cover here but it's not a secret uh that's a made-up name my my real last name are you guys ready <laughs> yeah uh, my last name is Alvarez. Uh, my uh, and, and yeah, Jason Dick was a creation of the person who first put me on the radio 20 years ago. Uh, her that was Trina. Shout out to Trina. What's up? Uh, who her explanation was she just thought it was funny to try and sneak a curse word onto the radio. <laughs> uh plus like you guys know i'm a uh, the white redheaded kid people that's a thing that people have asked me about forever it's like how is your name alvarez what is it what is that and i'm like well not all alvarez's have to be mexican necessarily then my, my family is from spain and so they got a bunch of light-skinned red-headed people with with uh z's at the end of their name uh but uh so yeah my my real last name is alvarez and dick was just a creation for the radio Minds blown. <laughs> that's why. That's why you always have like you don't seem like anything bothers you in terms of people saying it in any particular way. You know, like it, they can't really. 
uh, weaponize it, as everybody likes to say these days, uh, against you. Uh, but especially because there's made up. Could you imagine if you like as a child, do you think you would have been uh, all right oh, with having that as a last name? <laughs> I, I'm sure that, yeah, people would have would have gone nuts about it. And honestly, I didn't ever really think about that as a kid. Uh, part of the like I said, <laughs> the reason that Trina came up with that name was just it was exactly for that reason at that point i was the like the third wheel guy on the morning show uh which i'm still available to be if anybody's hiring uh but uh, <laughs> uh i remember she i would only do like one segment a day and she would introduce me every day with a new he put the dick in ridiculous he put the dick in dictionary i think we had to stop it after she said he put the dick in the dixie chicks uh, Jason. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was born specifically for that purpose for making stupid jokes about it. But yeah, I can't imagine being a you know eleven years old on the playground with the last name Dick. It must be terrible. Right. Well, that's what I was going to also ask. Uh, you know, like in the case of Andy Dick, I think it's genuine, and uh, I could say that that seems like that might be part of why he's such a weird dude. You know, yeah. is it the weird abuse he must have gotten when he was younger? And and also, like, you know, it doesn't seem like he was ever like an athlete or, you know, uh, a guy's, you know, like he wasn't like uh, I wasn't. He's probably only hanging out with the theater crowd, the theater kids and stuff, you know, uh, probably got pushed in that direction because of the uh, massive amounts of bullying he had. But I don't really know his backstory. He's just the only other current dick i could think of i think there's some older actors back in the day with the last name dick but there, you must yeah. must not meet a lot of dicks you might mr dicks <laughs> to you <laughs> no 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 uh probably for the reasons we discussed that yeah it would be a, a, a tough name to uh to grow up with uh i have uh, two andy dick experiences uh people sometimes think that they they, they do that are you related to andy dick i'm like no uh, get out there uh, but he, he did come on the morning show one time and drink every beer that the radio station had at like seven o'clock in the morning which was a, a fun time uh no judgment here uh but <laughs> a, a separate time and, and i guess i owe him for this uh i was at Lollapalooza in 2008 or so and uh i had overserved myself and people were reckless with the credentials they allowed me. So I was just running around backstage, very intoxicated. And I, I, nature was calling. I had to, to find a gentleman's room to use. And I just walked into a production trailer, went, went into their fucking bathroom, went number two, uh, then, then <laughs> stormed out of there drunkenly. Somehow I made it back to my hotel. Uh, the next morning I was informed by my friends who worked for the festival, that somebody was on the radio saying, hey, I need help. Andy Dick is in Perry Farrell's trailer and he won't get out. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, hang on. They said Andy Dick. And, and they were like, yeah. And I was like, OK, yeah, let's make them believe that it was Andy Dick. That's something that he would do. <laughs> and so I've, I've forever tried to, to hide behind the, uh, his antics to cover up mine. What but yeah, great, I went number two in Perry Farrell's trailer. I mean that's that's a perfect uh, perfect twist uh, to end on the uh, the battle of the dicks and um, <laughs> you know our thoughts and prayers go out out to Andy Dick and his entire family because uh, just does things don't seem to be going great for him. Um, let's do some plugs. What do you got to plug, Jason? Let's, let's talk about your uh, podcast again it's called this is bullshit this is <laughs> uh this is not good radio with jason dick and Deb <laughs> uh our uh initial uh podcast taping is, is tomorrow will this be out today doug or when is the when will the people hear this if you this hear this not, before st yeah, patrick's is, day at noon and you're in yeah. austin texas you can join us at paradinalis studio uh at jason dick af we will post all the details on twitter and instagram about what's going to happen in the future yeah, I love it. That's so cool that it's your first uh, first episode, and um, and uh, people can just uh, you know show up and hang out, 
give us a hint what uh, what the beverage alcohol company you got to uh, uh I totally could do that but no I can't do that it, it <laughs> set up and I don't want to say the wrong thing and so it is a it is there will be intoxicants there uh should you not trust me on that you can BYOB uh, but there will be some beverages there all right. Well, you know the odds that we're getting anybody listening right now to, to come to this, or uh, it's it's got a, a lot of things have to come together for that to Book happen. Book the plane tickets now. Come down yeah. to Austin, Texas. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Or you know, uh, most people that are attending South by don't have time to listen to podcasts. Although you might be listening to this in a line uh, while waiting for something. <laughs> yeah. right? uh, Very possible. Yeah, Get out then, of that uh, line and go over there to Dallas, Texas. The line is almost certainly more uh, agreeable. Yeah. All right. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doug, what do you want to plug? Uh, next Friday, I'll be opening for Dan Cummins at the Civic Theater in New Orleans. That's Friday, March 24th. Other than that, as soon as South by is over, I'm going to be sleeping for 24 hours. What about you, buddy? Oh, okay. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Doug's sleep cam when he sets that up. <laughs> yeah, on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that feels like something you would do, like uh, like to prove that you could sleep for twenty four hours. You should do a live uh, a live Twitch of it. Um, I am uh, going to be doing Douglas movies at Creek in the Cave in Austin this Saturday as part of South by Southwest. But oftentimes, if you don't have a badge, you can still get in. And all of my dates are at uh, douglasmovies.com. Got shows coming up in Portland, Seattle, uh, a few other places. <laughs> um, and thank you, Jason Dick. It's been a, the most delightful dick I've ever known. And um, especially since uh, I probably already have been told that your last name was made up, like you've always been a straight shooter. Uh, but I I forgot. So now I'm going to remember from now on. Does anybody call you Alvarez? Like any closer people to you, like refuse to call you Dick? Um, well, I mean, uh, the people who knew me beforehand sort of make, they'll joke about it. They'll go, Jason Dick is here, something like that. But, uh, <laughs> no, for the most part, uh, Jason Dick and is it's, fine. No. But it's Alvarez on, like, all your IDs and stuff. Yeah, you know, that's actually a real pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. Being, uh, like, the South by Southwest is a, is a great time to, to be F-list famous, where you can kind of sometimes flex your way into things. But sure. like your name is not the name that you're trying to use to get into stuff. <laughs> uh, and uh, oftentimes, like I would put Jason Dick on my on my South by Southwest badge, and there was a, the volunteer at the badge pickup is like, "But that's not your name." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I know." And it, just put it on the thing; it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's actually more of a. I you know what? I should just legally change my name to Jason Dick. Maybe that's what I'll do. Yeah, I, I know somebody that changed his name uh, and, uh, you know, he had to go to like his hometown to do it or something like that. But, uh, um, as, you know, as long as that's not a problem for you, uh, I think it's not easy to do, but also not as difficult as you'd think. Um, I don't know how they feel about people wanting to switch to swear words, though. <laughs> At least there's precedent with the, the last name Dick. You can point, point out that lots of people right. have yeah. Tomorrow we'll get really drunk. Tomorrow we'll get really drunk. We'll get really drunk tomorrow. Get tattoos. He's gonna change his name legally to Jason Dick, and I'll change my name to Doug Queef. It's gonna be a good day. <laughs> wow, what a day we're gonna, we're gonna have tomorrow. I'm not gonna. I don't. I, I don't want to grab the wheel before we right here at the end, Doug's. But we're doing a name podcast. I just occurred to me, Doug Mellard and I have named beef. Do you know this story, Doug Benson? What? Do you know? D D D Doug, surely you remember. I don't know. I don't know. How you're oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, Deb and I were judging the funniest person in Austin contest, Cap City, a million years ago. And Doug, as a former winner, was the, the host. And you only do that to for like a little bit of exposure and a night of free beverages or whatever. And at the end, you know, Doug's up there and is like, okay, the judges are going to go deliberate. 
Shout out to the judges, by the way, Deb O'Keefe and John Dick from 101X. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is call me John Dick? Uh, and so, yeah, for a while, I think I was calling I was calling you Don Mellard just to, to get back. At you I can't believe that almost didn't come up on our show about names. That would have uh, been a huge that was a close one. That was like a real, uh, got it in just under the wire. Um, I'm really proud of the uh, title I came up with this episode. Uh, thanks again to Jason Dick and uh, Doug and Doug and I will be back again next week with another amazing guest. And as always, dugging around with Jason Dick. <laughs> <laughs>